And tonight I just want to share what I think that God has been uh, dealing with me with for a while now. Um, But what I'm going to be talking about is just living from the secret place and how we discern the seasons of our lives and walk out the purpose and the destiny that God has called us to. Because, you know, even now we're in a time and in a season that we haven't seen before. And we are in different seasons of our lives. But the word has something to say about purpose and the word has something to say about seasons. In Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, it talks about that. I'm not going to read all the verses, but I am going to read verses 1 and 2, which says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. And we need to let Jesus' life be our example of times and seasons and purpose, because if he is truly our Lord and our Savior, we're going to look to him and we're going to look to his life to be the example that we need. In 1 John 3 and 8, it says that he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And why would Jesus want to destroy the works of the devil? Because he came to seek and he came to save that which was lost. And that which was lost was our created purpose, value, and worth before the Father. Satan came to steal, to kill, and destroy that intimate relationship, fellowship, and communion that Adam and Eve had in the garden. But Jesus came to restore that. He said that I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And specifically, that life is life eternal. And we see that in John 17 and 3. And it says, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And so this morning, I mean this evening, I want to talk to you about the secret place. And how we live from the secret place and walk out what God has called us to do. And I don't have but three points, and hopefully I can touch on each one of them for just a second. But first of all, I want you to know that the secret place is where purpose is conceived, developed, and released from. And I believe that the secret place is a place where God's heart touches our hearts. And it's where he creates something in us that was never there before. Because in Psalms 139, 15 and 16, he says, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So God created us, and he didn't just create us just so that we could be, but he created us with purpose. He created us because he wanted family, and he created us because he wanted fellowship and communion, and he placed us here in this earth for this specific time, 
this specific season, whether we realize it fully or understand it fully or not, we have to know that. We have to hold on to what his word says about it. Number two, God protects us in the secret place. Psalms 3120, the Passion Translation says, So hide all your beloved ones in the sheltered secret place before your face. Overshadow them by your glory presence. Keep them from these accusations, the brutal insults of evil men. Tuck them safely away in the tabernacle where you dwell. We are not going to be immune from persecutions and attacks that come from people while we're here in this earth. Because the Bible tells us that. For all who live godly shall suffer persecution. But in the secret place, God protects us. He keeps us. He keeps us in a way that the enemy doesn't understand. But it's there that we have to run. It's there that we have to hide. It's there that we have to dwell. We have to stay. We have to make our lives there. Because he is our ultimate protector. My last, my last point. God manifests himself out of the secret place. In Psalms 91, 14 through 16, it says, Because he has set his love upon me, and I put my name there. Because Tanya has set her love upon me, you put your name there. Therefore, I will deliver Tanya. I will set her on high because she has known my name. She shall call upon me and I will be with her in trouble. I will deliver her and honor her. With long life will I satisfy Tanya and show her my salvation. So I love running to the secret place. I love going there to meet with God, to just sit in his presence. And just sometimes it's so tangible. Other times it may not be. But I know he's there. And Jesus tells us how to get to the secret place. And he tells us where the secret place is. In Matthew 6, 6, he says, but when you pray, enter in your closet. Go into your bedroom by yourself. Go into your bathroom while you're driving down the road in your car, while you're by yourself. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father, which is in secret. And your father, which sees in secret shall reward you openly. The secret place is a place for you to meet with the Father. We have the Word, we have the Spirit, and we have Father God. And let's not overlook Him either. We, we talk about God, but I want God to become real to us. I don't think He's real. I read a book by Brian Johnson, Bill Johnson's son, and And that was the name of his book, When God Becomes Real. And it was quite a testimony. And I just began to think on that, and I began to ponder God being real in our lives. And I think if we're going to carry out our call, if we're going to carry out our purpose here in this life, God has to be real to us. And so I close with this. When I walked through my own hardship 12 years ago when I lost my daughter, I found myself in a, in a place, a dark place, a devastating place, hurt and broken. And I remember crying out to God in my bedroom by myself, and I said, Lord, how can I live 
without my daughter? And he says, because I live. And I said, but Lord, I just love her so much. And he spoke something to me. He said, are you going to love your daughter more than you love me? And in an instant, I sobered up. And I did what Sister Thelma was preaching on Sunday. I repented. I repented for wrong thinking because I knew how good God was. I had tasted of his goodness, and I knew it, but I had let it go. So I repented, and God delivered me in that moment, in that instant. And I'm here to tell you tonight that God can deliver you too. I want us to be a people who run to the secret place, the secret place of his presence, because in the secret place there is healing, there is strength, there is joy. There is so much there. Fellowship, communion with God. And I'm telling you, he's real. He is so real. I have had instances and encounters when just all of a sudden God was there. And it was only because I was so focused on him. So focused on his presence. And let me tell you something about when you go there. You take his word. You take your memories of what he has done for you in the past and worship him with those words. Worship him with those memories. Say, Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you for what you did for me today. Lord, you helped me to not say something that would have hurt my coworker or would have hurt my wife or hurt my, my brother, my sister. Lord, you kept me. You set that watch over my mouth so that I wouldn't sin against you. Lord, I'm so thankful. And you start worshiping God, and you start releasing your love upon him, and he's going to multiply that back unto you. And I'm telling you, the manifest presence of God is so awesome. That's what I want to walk in. That's where I want to live. That's where I want to breathe and move each and every day. And I'm telling you, there is just a place in him that is so deep. That is so rich. I'm trying to get there. I'm working on it. I may not be there yet, but I'm on my way. And I'm going to get there by faith, through his word and through his spirit. The Apostle Paul said in Galatians 2.20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Each and every day you should open your eyes or maybe just close your eyes and think about Jesus on that cross, stretched out in surrender. That's love. Worship him from that place. And just know that he's with you. And even though we're in a difficult season, you may be in a difficult season, I just want you to know that God is with you. And I want you to run to the secret place. Run to your Bibles. Find scripture. Ask Holy Spirit to help you to be your leader, to be your guide. And go there and get changed and be transformed. And I just want to say a prayer. Father, tonight, I pray that the hearts that are here tonight, under the sound of my voice, those who may be watching online, Lord, I pray that there was something that pricked their hearts, Lord, that will make them want to know you more. 
and to want more of you, to want that hunger, that thirst, that passion, that to be created on to be created in the inside of each one of them in that deep place, in the deepest recesses of their hearts. Lord, may you pour your love out upon each and every one here tonight. Lord, may they come to know you in the secret place. And may destiny and purpose be revealed because we are valuable to you. And you are valuable to us. So we set our love upon you. And we know that when we cry out to you, we know that you will hear and deliver us and manifest yourself. And, Lord, we thank you in advance for all that you've done and for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.